Blog Talk Radio. Show man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. And I am joined by not one, but two co-hosts. First off, let's do a sound check. Marty, are you there? Check, check, one, two, check, check, one, two, I'm here. And last, but certainly not least, the non-fabulous of the Freebirds, Mr. Petopolis, are you there? Ooh, I am in the building. Bullshit. Definitely least fucking trying to take my spot. The hell shit's going on. I missed one week and Pete tried to jump on in. Put me on blast maybe, everywhere. My, maybe you should just show up for work every now and then and we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> he called you to Brock Lesnar a boot to the face. <laughs> oh, shit. And I just got it going fire. I was waiting for Paul Heyman to come out last week and start talking about the reigning, defending heavyweight mm. podcast champion, but I guess he I mean, was he almost, doing other things. No. He, he almost, he almost made a call in, um, but couldn't, but couldn't quite get the call to go through. So I apologize for not being here last week. I do, Pete. All jokes aside, I always appreciate when you can jump on in and. And do a great show because you always do. Always bring the fire. You always keep him on his toes and battle it out and give the right information. So again, thank you, sir. It was a great time. I had no problem doing it. Anything to support you guys? Well, if y'all are done jerking each other off, we can get not quite. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Finish. Hey, I haven't, I haven't talked. Ahead. I haven't talked to Marty in a while, man. We got we got to do it. You know, slow and steady. Well, like you said, if he would show up to work every now and then, you'd be able to talk to him. That is true, too. Wow. Son of a bitch. Wow. All right. So, so we got a lot let's go. to get into this week. Where would y'all like to start? I'm going to give you the show rundown. We got Kofi getting foot screwed. <laughs> Charlotte and Becky. ROH review from Marty, because Marty's our ROH connoisseur. Uh, the Chris Rocker Power Rankings, three weeks in a row. I'm excited. WrestleMania hype. AJ's got a new contract. The club gets pulled off the road. We got a four-way for the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I mean, where do y'all want to start? I, Marty, I'll let you go since you hadn't been here in a while. Uh, I'm. You know what, to be honest, I'm going to say we get started with your Power Rankings uh, because I feel like the news portion of all this, and what happened this week and what's kind of leading down is going to take a lot of time. So I want to make sure we get your power rankings in because I do enjoy your power rankings. Um, so why don't we go ahead and do that, sir? 
All right. Well, if you're ready, my producer sucks. Pete's supposed to be our producer, and he hasn't sent me over the track, so it's blame him. So tweet him at Pete. Um, him that his producer skills are off. That's why he's a junior that producer. A, no, that's Joe. Joe's a junior producer. I'm just here for the bottle, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the bottle you won by some of the news we got to break late? We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Power rankings. Number five, we're going to do some new stuff this week. Usually I go WWE only, but this week we're going to include other organizations. And at number five, I have Jordan Grace, uh, as, as she calls herself, Thick Mama Pump. She defeated Tessa Blanchett to become number one contender for the Impact Knockouts Division Heavyweight cha- or Championship. I shouldn't say heavyweight because they're women. Uh, this match was not as good as I thought it would be, but the fact that she beat Tessa Blanchard one-on-one fair and square in the middle of the ring uh, was shocking when I watched it. And the match wasn't what I thought it would be, but it was it was still a pretty damn good match. So Jordan Grace comes in at number five. Number four, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. They beat your women's tag champions clean in the middle of the ring with a little help from her tag team partner. The Iconics. Number three is the baddest bitch on the planet. Um, did, it, did either of y'all watch that match with her and Dana Brooke? Uh, yeah, I definitely did. You, never mind, I'm not going to go there. Uh, yes, I did watch that match. Pete, did you did you happen to see that match? I, I caught portions of it because it's like, oh, it's Dana Brooke. Let me step away for a little bit. Well, came back, you caught like, portions. Oh. That was all it was, was a portion. So you caught it all well, okay, pretty just, much. Just let, me go, let me tell you why she's on the power rankings. She went to okay. kick Dana Brooke in the stomach, and Dana Brooke caught her left leg. She grabbed Dana Brooke by the back of the head, jumped in the air, kneed her in the face as she spun her entire body around, and then landed on that one leg that was free. It was fantastic. That right there is why Ronda Rousey is worth all the money that she's getting because she can do shit that no other woman can do. Whether you like it or not, Marty, Ronda's the fucking truth, and you need to accept it. She comes in at number First three. First of all, can I finish yeah, my power ahead. rankings? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> Coming, she was number three. Number two, all I gotta say is Kofi Mania, or as I called it last night, hashtag Nofi Mania. That's what it ends because he ain't going to WrestleMania apparently because he got screwed. But he did He'll beat be five of the biggest superstars on SmackDown before losing to the B-plus player himself, Daniel Bryan. And number one uh, is not an actual wrestler. It is a match. It is the main event for the ROH heavyweight title, spoiler alert if you haven't watched yet, at MSG for the G1 Supercard, you will have your world heavyweight champion, Jay Lethal, versus Matt Taven versus Marty Skrull in a ladder match at Madison Square Garden, and I cannot fucking wait. That is my power ranking. Ah. Hot damn, dude. Even that shit makes me want to woo. I am so fucking amped for that match. I am glad I am going to be there for that because I'm going to tell you right now, that's going to be the match of the year. Oh, wow. The year? The year. I'm calling it now. I thought you were going to say the weekend. You're saying the year. In April, oh, it's my year. coffee machine going off in the background because I'm an old man. I need to drink coffee to stay up this late. 
Oh, it's all good. I'm drinking coffee right now, too. So, hey, do it. No more whiskey tonight. Coffee. So that was the Chris Rocker Power Rankings. Um, y'all got anything you want to add or subtract from that list, or do you not even care? I just I just want to say, like, the whole Ronda thing, I have recognized her talent the entire damn time. Now, me liking her as champion and her character, that's a different story. That's the same as Charlotte Flair. I respect the talent, don't care for the persona. Ronda Rousey, and the fact that she's gone full-blown heel, that's what I've been saying she should have done almost for a year ago. So I'm on board 100% with it. As far as the talent, I have always been on board with that. So I don't even know what you're talking shit for right now. The one thing I will say that did bother me about it all was bullshit-ass Travis Brown being there and him having to be the one to save the day. She's supposed to be the baddest bitch on the planet, but Travis Brown says, no, babe. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Who the fuck? She should have punched his ass in the face for trying to tell her to calm down. But other than hey, that, man. I digress. Underneath every good woman is a good man. Yeah, my only thing about Rhonda, like I said, I love everything that she's doing. Yes, the heel turn is too late. Um, but I like the fact that she's actually dedicated to doing this, unlike another UFC star who's a champion. But um, she comes She comes to, you know, she comes to Russell. You know, she she's not the greatest wrestler, but she can actually sell. Like, she actually looks like, hey, I got hit. Ooh, that hurt. I'm down. Um, you know, granted, she hulks up and, you know, starts, you know, throwing chicks around and then doing the arm bar. But she's at least making an effort. And that's, to me, that makes her likable because she's actually showing like she actually does care. Um, but, yeah, the heel turn is should have been six months ago or when she came in. I'm glad we still get it, but um, I have no issue with her. You know, and to go with that, like, I, yeah, absolutely. Her, her heel turn should have happened. I think her heel turn should have happened way back at WrestleMania. But I don't think it's too late because I think it fits perfectly what's going on. I think it's kind of revitalized where this story was starting to head. Um, but with that, I think it's one of those things that you, once you get it, you're satisfied with it. And that's kind of what I'm yes. going with that so far. Well, speaking of Ronda, let's talk about her other two counterparts real quick. Uh, on SmackDown last night, there was a KO show featuring Charlotte and Becky. Newly and improved KO show. Can I just say, I, I mean, I, we talked about this last week, Pete and myself. Well, I talked about it. Pete listened to my bullshit. Um, I, I'm not into wrestling conspiracies and all that shit. Like, I just try to watch it for what it is. But, man, I just cannot help but feel like they are sabotaging the shit out of Becky. It's just like, it's so much evidence. Last night, if you watched that brawl, there were times in the middle of that brawl where she went to, like, scoop Charlotte or... If Charlotte was getting upper hand, you know, a norm, you know, we've all seen wrestling brawls and pull apart. One person gets the advantage, then the other person gets the advantage. Well, every time Charlotte got the advantage and Becky went to take back the momentum, Charlotte wasn't having that shit. And I know that makes it look like a real fight, but we all know wrestling. Like she was sandbagging the hell out of it, and it's coming to the point where now I think Charlotte is kind of in on the joke. Like Becky got too big and too popular, too fast fucked up their plans, and now they're basically just trying to give her her moment at WrestleMania and get away from her as quick as possible. Marty, you weren't here last week. Do you 
agree, disagree? Do you kind of see where I'm coming from? I mean, I absolutely do. I mean, let's put it this way. If it wasn't for Becky Lynch getting her face busted, uh, we're probably not seeing a Becky and Ronda. So that kind of, I mean, she did get big really quick and organically, so that's kind of why they had to go that route. But, I mean, we saw Charlotte versus Ronda Survivor Series, and Charlotte versus Ronda – was their goal for WrestleMania. You can, you know, that was what it was, but they couldn't remove Becky Lynch from the situation because she's what makes that match happen. She's the fire behind that match. Um, so because it's, it's Charlotte and it's her token, they're the token child of the WWE. Yeah. I totally get what you're saying. And that she's going to linger around. She's going to be there. And I, I don't know. It's, it is what it is, I guess. So it's kind of two weeks to deal with that. Let me ask you this. Um, back when Becky was suspended and Charlotte and Ronda were kind of going back and forth on social media, Ronda made a very good point. And I'll combine her point with points that are made on a radio show that we all tend to listen to sometimes on satellite radio. They said that this main event does not happen without Ronda Rousey and that Charlotte needs to be in it because she's the main event talent. Well, they wrestled at Survivor Series and didn't even main event that show, but yet they're about to be the main event of WrestleMania. There's only one factor that was missing from that Survivor Series match. So you tell me, who's making this the main event? And, you know, here's the thing to go with that, too. Honestly, if you remove Ronda from the picture altogether and you had this same type of feud and we get a feud with just it's reality, it's, you know, anger behind it. We can easily Ron, or Becky and Charlotte could easily be that headlining match at WrestleMania just because of the re, the the realness to that match. If we were to get, you know, it's just there's just so much that could happen with them that and that's it's Becky, like you said, the tangible item there that that's consistent is Becky Lynch. So yes, Ronda's the name that gimmicks the mainstream, but if you remove Ronda from the picture. Before Ronda got there, Charlotte was the main stage. She was the name in the women's division for WWE, and she was everywhere. So I think you still have that match, and you have it because Becky Lynch is on the side of hers. So like you said, yes, Becky Lynch is what makes that the main event. Yeah, I think it's the whole, you know, going back to SummerSlam, or, you know, SummerSlam when Becky turned. And I think that builds the rivalry, that builds the story. Um, that's just the only thing they don't have is that Raw Women's Championship, which Ronda holds. But whatever money they're paying for Ronda, it's like, hey, let's put all these women together. Let's have a fight because we want our money's worth. And I think it took, and I think they expected, hey, let's see how far this goes. Not expecting how far it would really go behind Becky and her following, and then the whole Twitter thing. It's like, hey, we got we got a great thing here. How do we keep it going? Yeah, unfortunately, you know, Becky breaking her face, you know, that could have been a hindrance or that could have been a blessing in disguise. Because, like you said, if you have Becky and Ronda at uh, Survivor Series, does that lead into WrestleMania? So, and I think with all three of these girls doing it now. Um, yeah, I, I think this is what they were looking for three months ago, but WrestleMania is the bigger stage to do it on. And the thing with with putting Charlotte in the match that she doesn't need to be in because the story is Becky and Ronda. Like Charlotte's a third wheel in this, which is which is incredible to say because 
she's like the Roman Reigns of the women's division. Like Vince or the WWE loves her. But when you do that, you have a clusterfuck of a SmackDown women's division, which now, all right, your your Royal, Royal Rumble winner is going to have to face two other women in a triple threat match. And come SmackDown this Tuesday, you're going to get Mandy Rose versus Naomi versus Sonya Deville versus uh, Carmella in a four-way match to determine the number one contender. The winner of that match faces Asuka at WrestleMania in a one-on-one match. You you explain to me how WWE thinks that any of those four women versus Asuka is better than Charlotte versus Asuka and Becky versus Ronda. Yeah, that I do not get. Three it's words. Not. God's greatest creation. I mean, that's cute and all, Marty, but let's be real. No, uh, I, you know what? To be honest, I think this. I don't think she's going to win the match. Um, I think it's actually going to be Sonya Deville, and I think that we see um, the showcasing of Sonya Deville, and I think that we're going to be surprised, and that she's actually going to give a, a solid match against Asuka. A solid match is good, but we're, we're at WrestleMania. Fuck a solid match. It's WrestleMania. You're going to make me sit there for eight hours and watch this show. I don't want to see a solid match. I want to see WrestleMania. I want to see well, something I mean, that I'm not going to see everyone, every Tuesday night. I know everyone loved it last year, but I wasn't the biggest fan of the Charlotte and Oscar match last year. I didn't think that was an amazing, extravagant match either. So it's not like we're getting anything different as far as the SmackDown championship goes. I mean, yeah, we're getting bigger. We're not getting as high caliber name or talent as Charlotte Flair. But when you have when you have the key elements with the the women's Raw match and you have the Universal title and whatever they're going to do with the WWE championship, not every match is going to be a superstar match. It, it should be because the greatest stage of them all. But there's going to be some matches that aren't going to have the main state caliber because they want to have that focus and spotlight on those matches that are going to have them. So I have two questions I want to throw at you guys. Um, The first one being with Asuka, whoever she faces, does she become part of the pre-show? Is she one of the matches during the pre-show, or are we going to see her in the regular card? No, she'll be main card. question. I, so there's go ahead Mark. go ahead Chris. Um I thought about this earlier Pete. That's a great question. I think it is going to be on a pre-show. Um I think the SmackDown Women's title match is going to be on the pre-show because that's not a quote unquote WrestleMania match and there's just so many fucking matches like I mean I know it's not answering so that's, the question that's completely what I'm but right now. Go ahead. There's going to be there are rumors that there's going to be 17 matches on this card. Right now, right. they've announced 10 of them, and just from what they have announced, Oscar is the 10th match on there with the TBD, obviously because of whoever's going to win next week. But there are so many more matches on this card that are going to be pre-show. That I mean, we got the cruiserweight title. We have the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, the Moolah. Battle Royale, if they're even calling remember what they call that one. If that one hasn't even been named yet, but I would imagine they're gonna have that there. Um and to be honest, I would rather see Samoa Joe and Ray Mysterio on the pre show. But given it's Mysterio in that match, we probably won't. But I I just think there's more matches 
that can go that can go on the pre-show that Oscar is going to be essentially thrown in. Uh, and like I said, it's not going to be a high caliber match. So this could be easily be the, the follow-up match to one of the mainstay matches. Go ahead, Pete. What's your other question? Now, now the other question is, and we're, we're going to fantasy book after WrestleMania. Do you, do you see WWE, you know, everybody was asking for this over the summer, the whole Ronda, Becky, Charlotte, after this is all over, are we going to start seeing the whole four horsewomen versus four horsewomen, uh, whatever you want to call it, feud, uh, once WrestleMania is over? Is this a build-up for it? Well, I, I would think it would be, but not knowing if she's going to be around after WrestleMania kind of throws that in the right. air, too. But I, I would say that this would be a a callus to jump off of with for that that four on four feud to happen. I don't. Uh, I know everybody. That's a rumor, and it sounds good in theory, but it doesn't fit with the the Becky Charlotte hatred storyline. Like, I mean, it's going to take a lot of ass whoopings by the other four horsewomen against them to get those two to start seeing eye to eye again. They've been feuding since August. <laughs> it's March. There's no way they're just gonna kiss and make up. But Yeah, but that can be that can all be twin changed over in this triple threat match with Charlotte losing, Becky winning, and it could be Charlotte finally giving her the spotlight and in ring conceding to her and giving her the respect she deserves. And that could, and then Becky accepting it. If that were to happen, that could easily go towards that mending of that relationship. I think that's too easy. I think it's got to be either Charlotte or Becky getting their ass whooped, and Sasha and Bailey also, and whichever one of them's left out has to be conflicted for a couple weeks, and turn their back and walk out, let them get their ass whooped, and. And one day just make the save to to come do it. Um, You know, recently I've told y'all that I saw a guy compare Charlotte and Becky to The Rock and Stone Cold, which I kind of see. But I've always said they were more like the female Flair and Sting. Um, Charlotte turned on Becky so many times. Becky kind of got the jump on her the last time. But she's turned on her at least twice in the short stint. And they're always going to be fused. They're always going to be linked together, kind of like Sting and Flair were through Sting's entire career. So I could see it happening, but I just, as of right now, man, I don't, it's not a good look right now. Um, and, and right yeah, after I WrestleMania, would, I think, would be way too quick. Right, no, it wouldn't be right after WrestleMania. I would say, you know, do the slow build, you know, lead it in the SummerSlam. Um, I said last year I would love to see the Horsewoman versus Horsewoman at last year's Survivor Series. Maybe do it at this year's Survivor Series. True, true. Um, sorry, I was reading feedback. So that's our... We got the women's out of the way. Who do y'all see winning the, the four-way come Tuesday night? I just said Sonya Deville and Pete. Yeah, I've been I've been liking Sonya's work. Like I said, Mandy's great, right? I think Sonya. I mean, you know, I think she's the better. I don't know if you want to call her fighter. Um, 
but I could see Sonya taking it. I'm gonna Chris. go. I'm gonna go against it, and <laughs> I I might have to flip a coin. I think it's either gonna be Mandy or Naomi. Actually, I, yeah, I take that back. I, I was thinking I take Naomi that could be an option too. Um, I think some kind of way, Sonya and Mandy are gonna pin each other, and it's gonna be a triple threat. I think they'll keep the story. Another one? Uh, yeah, I think they'll yeah, keep the story with fire and desire fighting and feuding each other and not trusting and take that into WrestleMania. So, you're going to have both women's matches as a triple threat match, though? Yeah, why not? Because that just, I don't know, that just writes it. I don't know. It's too easy. It's too lazy. Okay, you got me still. That's a WWE for you. I mean, the winner of the Royal Rumble is in a triple threat match but with, with somebody that has no reason to be in the fucking match. So, why? I'm not, not disagreeing with you there. Every time I talk about that guy, I get mad. <laughs> it's Vince being Vince. Let's let's try to change it up because we have no real game plan. That's. I mean, they, they have it fucking written in front of them. They just don't take it. Speaking of Vince being Vince, Pete, that is a fantastic segue you just lobbed up over the plate for me and I'm about to swing like a motherfucker last night <laughs> Kofi Kingston defeated five WWE superstars champions uh, how many of them at least three of them world champion back to back to back to back to back and Vince comes out to congratulate him and then says just kidding <laughs> I know I told you you were fighting the gauntlet match, but you also got to beat the champ. That crowd last night was so hot for Kofi. It was predictable, Pete. We talked about it last week. I was not uh-huh. a fan of the gaunt- I was not a fan of the gauntlet match being redone. You know, for the second time in the past six weeks, we all knew Kofi was going to win it. We didn't know what Vince was going to do at the end of it. But Kofi Mania, as of right now, is not happening. Uh, tell me how y'all feel about that. Pete, go ahead. You can go ahead and start this one. All right. I'll slip. I got a couple things on it, so I won't take too long. Because um, I didn't watch it live yesterday, but the whole Twitter exploded. Oh, my God. Kofi lost. Kofi lost. Kofi lost. I was like, I kind of have to see this. This is kind to me at the point, I was like, that's going to be great booking somehow. Um, because you automatically assume, hey, this guy's going to, because he went, what, like almost an hour. Um, but then you figure, usually, oh, person's in a gauntlet match, they're going to beat five people. So I, you know, watched it without reading any spoilers. I'm like, you know what? Kofi actually losing is kind of a swerve that people need because usually it's too predictable. Um, so people need something different to get their interest back. So I was like, I got to see Kofi lose this. Marty's booty call. Um, so I was, you know, I had to. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to this. I'm like, that's that would kind of be great booking because not only you know you feel bad that Kofi loses, but now there's going to be a push because all the you know all the wrestlers were, hey Kofi, good luck tonight. Hey Kofi, good luck tonight. People are watching behind us, you know, in the back with New Day, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. But then he beats all five. I'm like. Wait a minute. I thought he lost. And then, you know, Vince does his thing, you know, and then he loses. But I'm like, 
that's still kind of good because the people are upset. They're gonna they're gonna chant for Kofi a lot harder now. And I, you know, with what less than three weeks to WrestleMania, and technically Daniel Bryan doesn't have an opponent. I think Kofi's gonna end up being in that match somehow. I don't know how, but I, I think Kofi Mania is getting bigger at this point. So, you know, it sucks that he he beat five huge dudes. I was like, that's pretty awesome for an hour's worth of work. Um, but then to lose to Daniel Bryan in what seven five seven minutes, I'm like, you know, we can blame all oh, he was tired, you know, whatnot, whatnot. But um, I don't know. I, I see Kofi somehow getting back in there. I just don't know how. I don't know the reasoning yet. My question with the whole thing is if they weren't going to have him advance via the gauntlet match, why are you destroying five guys that are all going to be in WrestleMania match? Especially Randy Orton to lose at the end and Samoa Joe to lose four out of five when he's got a U.S. title match at WrestleMania. Like that just... It didn't make sense. See, now I really go with that, too. Like, the whole with Randy Orton, that's one thing. When you got a a hot feud with Randy and AJ. But then you have your U.S. champion lose quickly in the gauntlet match. So not only do you put him over on the U.S. title holder, but then you kind of devalue that championship even more after you just had a promo that Rey Mysterio is going to be fighting for it. So I think it did more disservice for Joe than it did Randy. Yeah, my only thing was what I was hoping for when Randy came out, even though New Day was banned from ringside, I was thinking, and again, I hadn't watched it, so I was kind of, you know, fantasy booking. But I was like, wouldn't it be cool if AJ attacked Randy and then threw him in the ring for a pin, you know, make it easier for Kofi to win? But um, that obviously didn't happen or work, but, uh, you know, the results still sucked at the end. That was also my question last night was there were so many people backstage cheering for Kofi. New Day were the only ones banned. So what was stopping the Uso, right. Ricochet, or uh, the Hardy, anybody yeah, from, from running out there and helping, especially when Rowan was whooping his ass. And, uh-huh. and when Randy came out, I think I even tweeted, like, I'm expecting AJ to come distract him. Now. But no, he just kept beating everybody, which I have no problem with. But if you're going to do that, then give him a fucking match. And Come so, on, Marty. Give her what she wants. <laughs> she sounds like Batista on the other end of the line. Just give me what I want. She's drooling and everything. I can see it now. Drooling over Marty's microphone. That's right. All over his beard. <laughs> so, yeah. What the hell are we talking about? Uh, we're talking I'm, about Kofi Mania. Kofi Mania. It's not a real thing. How, it's not a real how, thing. How, everybody, how everybody was in the back and no one helped him out after he was getting his ass whooped. Yeah, it was just creative, I don't think, ties stuff together. And Kofi Mania is to the point now where originally I thought, all right, they don't have much time to fuck it up like they did the Becky Lynch storyline. But now, mm-hmm. two weeks ago, I'm starting to get nervous, Pete. I'm starting to think they are overbooking the shit out of it. Like, why does Vince keep coming out fucking with this guy? Why why do we keep having to go down the same road that we just went down with Becky Lynch? Are you going to suspend him next week, and then he's going to get arrested, and we're going to do all that shit again, too? Like, 
my guess is Stephanie's going to come out or something like that. And, oh, we want what the universe wants and, you know, tell Vince we're going to have this match anyway. I don't know. It's just, it's, the overbooking just, just gets to me sometimes. Um, So Kofi Mania is not happening as of right now. One thing that did happen this past week, a little bit of news that broke, which is why you are owed a bottle from our boy Joe, because Joe came on to this illustrious podcast and told me that when AJ Styles' contract is up, he's going to AEW. And I try to calmly, as I normally do, calmly talk to people with no profanity and no yelling, explain to Joe that AJ Styles is a 40-year-old man with a family that's worked his ass off to get the WWE, and he ain't going anywhere. Well, AJ Styles just re-signed a three-year deal, I believe is what was, what was reported. That's what I heard, yeah. To stay with the WWE. Are you excited for three more years of the house that AJ Styles built, even though he's paying rent to Randy Orton? I I like the AJ style. I like AJ um, just because he can wrestle. You know, he he's not clunky, say like a Brock Lesnar. He can actually put on a good match. It's just I don't, you know, they don't give him now without the title. He's not going to be at the top of the card, but he's going to put on superb matches. I'm okay with it. I like him. Um, yeah, I'm glad he's around for three more years. I, the only thing I gotta say is that if he's gonna be back for three more years, I hope that we get quality AJ Styles. Um, I mean, he's by the time he's done, he'll be 43, 44 years old. So obviously, he's in the point where he'll start looking at retiring. Uh, I so I don't want to see him in like become that part time role and then like transition out of wrestling like John Cena kind of has. Um, I hope that they kept him on for that long. That we're gonna we're gonna continue to see him in, in quality storylines. And not just be that veteran guy. He's going to start getting people over and take him out of the spotlight. I'm an AJ fan. Always have been. Um, I think three more years in WWE would be great with him because there's so many people coming up from NXT that he can have matches with that he's never had with before. I mean, you've seen one match with him and Andrade uh, Gargano's up, Ricochet's up, Aleister Black. You got Velveteen Dream waiting in the wing, wings. Uh, Matt Riddle. Now all these I mean, guys you could even throw Buddy Buddy Murphy in there too. I mean, Buddy Murphy would be a good opponent yeah. for him. And you got all these guys that are they the caliber of a Randy Orton or a Kofi or a Seth Rollins? No, not yet. But they're new opponents for one of the best wrestlers in the world. So. That excites me that he's that he's sticking around to, and I'm hoping that they do that. Um, I'm hoping they don't go the way of what Kurt Angle did Monday night. <laughs> One of the most anticipated announcements in a long time, and you pick the motherfucker that refills your basket of cheddar biscuits. For your retirement match. Kurt, what the fuck? Um, did we all see that coming? Did y'all see that coming? Uh, or did you no. think it was somebody else? No, I didn't. I, didn't, I thought it was going to be somebody returning to be his, his main match or his last match. 
I was not expecting it to be Corbin, who we've seen him in a feud with and about ended four months ago, but apparently it didn't. Um, I'm just, as of right now, that's probably, even though I should be excited to see Kurt's last match, I'm not because Corbin is in it. And it, Corbin just doesn't do anything for me as far as entertaining as in a wrestling ring. And I just, I feel like there's so many other options that could have done him better just to go out on. I have no words, no words because, you know, I, you know, it's one of those where it's like, wait, you know, it becomes, I really hope they change it because that's where I'm going to go get my own cheddar biscuits. Cause I mean, I don't, this isn't a match that like, Ooh, I got to buy WrestleMania. You know, I want to see Kurt Angle's last match, not against, um, Baron Corbin. Um, I know last week, you know, I mentioned, you know, Cena would be a good opponent for him because, you know, they're part-timers or whatever. And I don't know if it was you or somebody else who said even Shelton Benjamin would great, be a great opponent. opponent. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Baron fucking Corbin, it's just like, he belongs in the Battle Royal or setting up the ring or something like that. And I, I don't know. I, I'm not, that's, if, if that match sticks, I'm not looking forward to it. And here's the, here's not, the thing not, with me. I, I like Baron Corbin. I've come on this show before and said that I like Baron Corbin. I like, I like how good of a heel he is. I like his smart ass attitude. I think he's good in the ring. Like the guy checks the majority of the boxes, but it's Kurt Angle's last not retirement match. match. I I got exactly. a question for you in, in fantasy booking. Do you think that this could also be a transition for them to introduce Cena back into the picture, um, and Cena come out and basically bitch slap him and tell him, put him in his place and tell him, you're not going to be fighting. Kurt, I'm taking that spot. And you and I are going to go one time to end it all. Well, here's the thing. What does that do for Corbin? It doesn't do nothing for Battle Corbin. Nothing does anything for Corbin. I, I mean, I, I get that you don't like him, but what does that do for him? Um, Cena's not going to be around forever. He's probably going to come in, get his WrestleMania paycheck, and then he's going back to Hollywood like he blamed The Rock for doing. Hypocrite. Um, he's going to do the exact he same apologized. thing. He so, apologized. He apologized already. So why why would a guy that we can't see half the time come out and put Corbin in his place when Corbin's there every Monday? That makes him look like shit. He's, he'll just be a bald-headed, vest-wearing Braun Strowman if Cena did that to him. Well, because Baron Corbin is shit. I, I disagree with you. I think Baron Corbin's money. Well, and you think Elias sucks, so therefore we disagree on a lot of things. So that means I'm right twice. It means you're not right at all. Who's Elias, who's Elias wrestling at WrestleMania? And, well, Baron Corbin's wrestling Kurt Angle in his last match. Yeah, you tell me who's because so at this moment you tell me who's right, me or you. Well, I mean, he can have that match against Kurt Angle. Elias is the official musical talent of yeah, congratulations. So was fucking uh, Flo Rida. Damn. So was Aretha Franklin. So, I mean, look at all the quality we have. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I doubt it. Get tag team. I doubt it. I'm 
I'm actually okay what the like the with Elias. I'm okay with his you know doing you know one or two things here because he really has nothing else going on. Um, and I, I you know what you need you need a little break in entertainment, something to make you laugh or whatever. Um, but my favorite, I forget which event it was, where they announced Elias and then went to a Seth Rollins promo, and then they announced Elias again and went to commercial and then they did something else. And like that is a fantastic way to use him, but they only did it that one time. That is a great way to use it, but not having him on TV. Well, wow. then there's that too. Uh, but the only thing, I, yeah, with with Corbin wrestling Kurt Angle, the only thing that, you know, at least Corbin is an active wrestler, so he can carry Kurt Angle because Kurt Angle will probably be gassed in like five minutes. Which he but I don't see pick. Corbin. Yeah, so I don't see Corbin like, hey, I'm going to be this great ringleader. Let's have a great match. I, I don't see that happening. That's why Corbin for me doesn't fit that because one, you have to tell the story, you have to lead both wrestlers. And like I said, Kurt Angle, like I said, he's going to be stuttering odd sentences halfway through the match. Um, you know, and like I said, I, I want him to go to see somebody who can actually protect him, who can actually, you know, keep him safe and tell a good story. And like I said, I, I don't think it's your uh, cheese biscuit friend. I will say that I don't even want Kurt to wrestle this last match. It breaks my heart seeing him in the ring the way he was Monday night against Chad Gable. Like, the crowd was chanting, this is awesome, at the beginning of the match, and then they started mm-hmm. paying attention to what was happening in the match, and they realized it was everything but awesome. And that's a damn shame, because Kurt Angle, as he always said, is a wrestling machine. Like, mm-hmm. we did a top ten list, you know, not too many episodes ago, and... Uh, I want to think Kurt Angle was like my number one in-ring performer of all time. Like, Kurt Angle's the man in my book. And to see him out there and not be able to just do elementary-type moves, man, it's it's fucking heartbreaking. Uh, so I would have mm-hmm. rather he just retired after he got his Hall of Fame thing. He had a good match last year at WrestleMania. That should have been it. Him and Ronda against Stephanie and Triple H. That should have been it. And they've stretched it out for whatever reason. And no matter who the match is against, it's not going to be good. Uh, yeah. That's just that. That's how I feel about it. It it sucks that it's against Corbin, but I don't think honestly, I don't think Cena would want to come back to wrestle Kurt anymore now. I mean, Cena had no, I mean, a waited... Undertaker last year. You think he wants two shitty matches in a row at WrestleMania? I think Cena's just a selling machine at this point. I mean, he's not going to, you know, I don't think he's going to win another world title because he's doing the part-time thing and making Transformers movies. But, um, like I said, he, I mean, he, he can, like I said, he can, he can carry Kurt. Um, so I, I would be okay with that match if, if they change it. Are we sure that he could, though? He hadn't wrestled full-time or a long match in how long? Neither has Kurt Angle. Exactly. So we're just assuming that Cena could just step right in and carry Kurt to a great match, but, I mean, that's technically not true. 
So should we just agree that maybe Kurt Angle should fight Jeff Jarrett, put Karen <laughs> up in a cage one last time? I heard a guy tell a joke that said the only good angle Jeff Jarrett's ever been in was Karen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't remember who said that. I don't remember what I was listening to. When he said that, like, I almost crashed my truck at work. It was oh, my fantastic. God. I'm stealing that one. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, Jeff Jarrett. Oh, my God. This fucking guy. So yeah, Kurt versus Baron Corbin. We uh, nobody's happy about it. Like I, I think I said last week, I'd I'd rather him just go against Shelton Benjamin. Is that a WrestleMania quality match? No, because they they haven't done shit with Shelton since he's been back. But right. WWE's got a fantastic video editing team. They're gonna make this Charlotte Becky Ronda uh, pre-match video make it seem like this is the one thing that you've wanted all year. When we all know the storyline sucks, they could easily put a team angle storyline together. Have Shelton wrestle Kurt. Oh, sure. Have Charlie, have Charlie Haas get involved some kind of way, and then have a team angle hug and send off at the end of it. To me, that makes way more sense than Baron Corbin, but I got a feeling Corbin's beating Kurt in his last match, and Kurt's going to ride off into the sunset. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say if I don't know if Marty's there or not, but see what his his thoughts are. No, he uh, he had to step away for a second. Um, okay. Another contract thing that came up was the club. Rumor has it the club is in contract disputes with WWE right now. They only got a couple months left, and they've been pulled off all events. For the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, I think, Gallows I, and I, think I heard their contract ends in August or something like that. Well, if it's that far away, why are they being pulled off of events this early? I don't know. Uh, I'd love to know how WWE contracts work as far as pay per appearance because if I don't appear because you tell me to go home, should I still not get paid? You're in a contract. Right. That's what I'm, that's 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 my question though. If I'm under contract, I'm healthy, I'm not being insubordinate, I'm just not agreeing to sign another contract and you send me home, I should still get my money, right? Don't well, you I think, think what I heard Well I think what I heard and this might be on Bruce Pritchard's podcast, um, even though they don't really talk about money, but I think they get a base salary and then uh, incentives based on performance after that. So I think they're guaranteed, like a, you know, we'll call it a, um, they have a, like a guaranteed salary, and then whatever right. they can make afterwards. So that might be what they have, but I don't know how their contracts work. So I couldn't even confirm or deny that. Well, then see, to me, we got to go to court because if I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do, I'm showing up for all my dates. I'm being a good soldier. I'm putting everybody over. I'm not complaining. I'm not being insubordinate. I'm not being unsafe. Uh, And you send me home because you don't like the fact that I haven't re-signed. And now you're stopping me from making the at least close to the maximum amount of money that I could make by showing up and performing. 
to me, that's wrong. And so that that's, I mean, neither one of us are contract experts, so I don't want to get too aggravated by it. But if that's the way it's going, then that's bullshit. I think it might even be a Vince power play because, oh, Dean Ambrose wants to leave and so-and-so, you know, now we got a contract dispute with this person. Now we got a contract dispute with the Good Brothers. And now just like, you know, and I don't want to, you know, use the, oh, they're going to go to AEW. But I think it's more like a lot more people, like Ty Dillinger, everybody kind of wants out of their contract. You know, we're having issues signing people. So now if maybe somebody's seeing it like, okay, we're seeing a trend here. Um, maybe we need to start thinking ahead. That that could be an issue too. Yeah, I guess that could be a, if it's legally uh, binding, if you will, they could say, look, keep bitching and not resign, and we'll send you home and sit you on the bench for six months, and you'll just get mm-hmm. your base salary. Right. And but they kind of been sitting around for six months already because they haven't really been. They haven't been out there doing anything. They're, they're at house shows all the time, and right. so they still get paid for that. They just haven't been on TV. And I don't watch main event or superstars, but I'm pretty sure they're on there all the time as well. Kind of like Zack Ryder. Like Zack Ryder makes a right. damn good living, and he's never on TV. Yeah. Um. So who knows? There was a. It, there was an injury we talked about last week, Pete, which was Tommaso Ciampa getting hurt. Uh, neck surgery he underwent; it was successful. Um, it was supposed to. Be, it was a huge. Actually, I think that was two weeks ago. I think you and Marty talked about it two weeks ago. Okay, well, don't be a smartass. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't show up for work, so whatever. <laughs> and so. Uh, he underwent successful neck surgery and NXT is pre-recorded and they recorded an angle with Champa trying to run Gargano into the video board like he did a couple years ago and Gargano turning around. This was supposed to lead to NXT takeover Brooklyn, Gargano versus Champa. Well now that is completely off the books and I haven't watched NXT tonight as I am recording this podcast, but there was a five-way match featuring, let's see if I can remember this off the top of my head, Aleister Black, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, so I'm going to click this little link. Adam Cole? Adam Cole was in it, and Matt Riddle. And the five of them would... Whoever won that match would uh, take on, I'm guessing, Gargano. I haven't watched NXT in a while, but anyway, NXT Brooklyn TakeOver. It's supposed to be a huge show. You got the winners of the Dusty Classic or the the finals of that, which is uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black taking on... Triple H to address the state of the... I'm sorry, I clicked on this link and a picture of Triple H popped up and I just threw my phone. Uh, God damn it. Now I need a new iPhone. Fantastic. Fuck NXT. It's, it's ran by Triple H. Who gives a shit? Well, when you when you see Sting in two weeks, say, hey, when you see Triple H, he owes me a phone. Oh my God, Pete. I'm going to meet the Stinger in two weeks. <sighs> I saw your belt. 
last week we talked about uh, the TV title, and I told you about how I was reaching forward and Steve Austin cussed me out. Well, that same night, me and my cousin were going to the bathroom at the Kemper Arena, and this was, if I was eight years old, it was 1990, maybe 89. Uh so the way arenas were set up were different. Security was different. We were trying to go to the bathroom. Apparently, we went left, and we were supposed to go right. And we ended up, like, right outside the locker room. And we look up, and there's Rick and Scott Steiner. There's uh, Cactus Jack. And then there's Sting. And I froze, much like I think I'm going to do in two weeks. And Sting came up to us. Asked us how we were doing, shook our hand, and walked off to have his match. And I didn't have to pee anymore because it was all down my leg, probably. <laughs> um, so yeah, in two weeks, I'm gonna. I gotta play it cool though, cause my wife is gonna be there. Like, and I can't like sell it in front of my wife. You know what I mean? And so right. I've been trying we to can't lose your street cred. Yeah, I've been trying to like throw hints at her. Like, uh, you know, I don't know how I'm gonna act now. Don't. Don't hold this against me. She's like, I'm a videotape it. I'm like, the fuck you are. <laughs> so, that's what I'm most excited about. Going to NYC and meeting the Stinger. We got a lot of stuff planned. I wish you were coming, Pete. It's gonna be fun. The boys from Talkamania are gonna be there. Uh maybe JP from Irish Whip, a couple other podcasts, a couple other Twitter personalities. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be like StarCast only in New York. Right. No, I'll have to live through your guys' social media feeds. That whole money thing always becomes an issue, especially after we got our taxes thanks to Trump. It's like, hey, we expect this much? Oh, we got that much. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, we uh, – rumor has it all out is going to be in Chicago – and we won't be able to go to that one because we'll be hopefully at the ending process of selling our house and buying a new one and moving and and shit like that. So money will be tied around the Rucker clan also come summertime. So, but you'll be right there. First off, how was, uh, how was MLW tapings? I never even asked you. You know what? No, you know what? That was kind of a fun time. Um, you know, I went with our buddy Joe. Um, also, uh, another guy I met it all in, uh, Zach, who was there. We're supposed to have another guy, Jake Senesak, but he's in Indianapolis, and I guess they were having uh, a snowstorm coming that way, so he didn't feel it was safe to come, and I don't blame him at all. But, um, you know, it was one of those, it's like, okay, I'm in a little high school gym kind of thing. This is kind of you know, it's not what I'm used to, you know, big big arenas, you know, like Rosemont, or I'm sorry, Allstate Arena or anything like that here in Chicago. So I go to this thing, you know, somehow Zach scored front row seats, so we were literally, like, right there. I'm like, okay, this could be kind of cool. Dear Lord, it was probably the best time I've had since all in. Like, mm. the, just the first, the first two or three matches was well worth like watching three hours of Raw. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen uh, Lucha wrestling before, but to see it live and watch what these guys do is amazing. Um, it was cool because before everything started, um, usually with MLW, you think of Tony Schiavone. Um, 
you know, you know, being ringside and doing commentary, but I guess he wasn't there. He had a Georgia Bulldogs game or something, so that, that time of the year is coming up. Uh, so they brought in Jim Cornette. That, he got, that place erupted when he showed up, um, and I guess he's going to be sticking around doing more of this, which is great. Um, but all these matches were fantastic. Um, you know, I mean, it was everyone's – everything's high-flying. Everybody's moving. You know, there's no, hey, let me put you in a headlock for three minutes and, you know, let's just dance around the ring. I mean, this was action-packed. Like, it wasn't – it was good as All In, but All In was better. Um, but, I mean, these guys, like I said, you know, they, they don't hold the candle to WWE. I mean, these guys are – what great performances. Um, the weirdest thing I saw was um, La Parca was not only still wrestling – he was the main event. Um, he goes by uh, <laughs> LA. He, he goes LA by Park. LA Park now. He goes by LA Park, um, and I'm thinking, oh, cool, La Parka is going to be here. Um, La Parka is huge. I was like, yeah. wow, that's yeah, not the same La Parka I remember from the '90s in WCW playing, you know, guitar with a chair. Um, you know, he had, he had a few slip ups, but he could still wrestle, um, and he uh, he did the spear. And it was a good spear. I'm like, oh shit, La Parker just did a spear, and the dude can move. And uh, it was a fantastic time. You know, we got there. We got there early. It started at seven. I guess they do like a pre-taping before they go live at eight or whatnot. Um, we were there from seven thirty, or I'm sorry, seven to eleven thirty, watching wrestling. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this was like an hour, or two hours. I don't get be in sports, or I don't pay for it to get it but I guess you can watch it on YouTube. But um, what a great time. You know, Brian Tillman Jr. was there. Davey Boy Smith Jr. was there. Um, so that was cool, like, seeing sons of wrestlers that I watched. Uh, Teddy Hart was there, you know, the Hart Foundation. So I was like, this is kind of cool. It's kind of, you know, I know I think Davey Boy used to be in WWE for a minute, but these guys, I mean, everybody put on a spectacular. There was, like, no dull moment. Like, everybody put on a great show. So I would say if MLW comes to your area, it's a great night out. Was um, the Usos brother there? Is he in MLW? Fatu? Yeah. Is it Fatu? Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. This guy This guy came out, and it was like, he looked like um, Maui from, uh, if you ever saw Moana. <laughs> but but like like a badass, I'm like okay. This dude, the two funniest things that he did, because um, they, they basically came in. Um, I guess their team name is Contra. Like they interfered in like three or four matches, and they just beat the shit out of everybody. But he actually got to the top of the cage and splashed Tom Lawler. I mean, I was like, I mean, this wasn't even like super fly body press. It was, I mean, this was all his weight. I'm like, holy. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, but he I mean, he crushed this guy. But the other funny thing was they had a match with these two jobbers. And, uh, you know, they came in. They beat the hell out of everybody. So the, uh, the medic crew came in, and they put one of the jobbers in the, um, the gurney to carry him out, the stretcher. So mm-hmm. two got back on the ropes and splashed the guy while he was up in the stretcher, crushed him and destroyed the stretcher. I was like, 
Oh my this God. is the best Saturday night ever. It was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, just to see if like, you don't even see that stuff in wrestling anymore. And these guys are just beating the hell out of people, flying on people and, you know, stretchers. I was like, this is so much better than Raw and SmackDown combined. I want to do this again. Um, and it, those four and a half hours just flew by. Like, there was so much action, so much good stuff going on. It's just like, wow, another match? All right, cool. Another match? All right, cool. Oh, it's over? Oh, shit, it's 11.30. So, yeah, MLW, I mean, they're they're doing things right, man. It's a good time, and they're getting some good names in there. Um, definitely uh, a good night out if you enjoy wrestling. So now you guys got, what, C2E2 coming up? There is C2E2 this weekend. Um, of course, like, just got an email today from them that there's only a hundred passes, hundred weekend passes left. So get them now before they're gone. I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, C2E2 is like our uh, version of a comic convention out here. Um, but now it, it started out like, Hey, we want to compete, but now they're the biggest one here in Chicago compared to wizard world or whatever it is now. Um, but I guess they're starting what they did a couple months ago. They announced uh, Jim Cornette's coming to do a podcast here, so I jumped on that. Um, then, they're, then they announced they're doing uh, the one with Bischoff, 83 weeks. So I guess he's going to be here with Shivani. So they're doing that then, like a Thursday night or Friday, or no, Friday night. Cornette's on Saturday. But now, then all of a sudden, uh, the Young Bucks are coming. Kenny Omega's coming. Marty Skrull's coming. Marty Skrull's going to be at the Pro Wrestling Tees table with CM Punk. And of course, these take you know to get in there isn't cheap. The you know you got if you want to you know get their autograph and take a picture. Well, there's a cost for the autograph. There's a cost for the uh, the picture, and those are usually minimum forty bucks. So I, I, didn't, I went to C2E2 last year. I don't remember. I think, like, Kevin Nash was there and Jim Duggan. Um, but apparently AEW's taken over C2E2 this year. Um, I won't be going. Um, I'll be working, of course, and going to the Cornette's podcast. But, uh, yeah, wrestling's uh, coming alive here in Chicago. So, yeah, we had MLW. Oh, we had the C2E2. For a guy that doesn't like wrestling anymore, CM Punk sure doesn't mind getting wrestling fans money. Oh, absolutely. He's all about the money. And people here, like I said, if it was anywhere else, if it was in California, Texas, he probably won't get that following, but people still love him here in Chicago. So if he's going to come and, you know, even at uh, All In, you know, he did a signing at the Pro Wrestling D store and there was a line out the door for him. So he's still got a following in Chicago. I'm not sure about everywhere else. Well, I'm trying to wait on Marty to get back, but apparently we may not get that. He was supposed to give us the ROH review because Marty's a Honor Club member and he watched the ROH pay-per-view, which has a couple of spoilers and shit like that in there. So we'll try to hang on a little while longer for Marty. And until then, we're going to, you know, spew out some bullshit, I guess. So let's talk WrestleMania. <laughs> okay. Pete, are you excited about WrestleMania? Uh, if you just take it as a, just take the totality of of everything that now 
I'll put it like this. I'm going to New York. I'm flying home for WrestleMania, but I'm going to New York. Right. I'm excited as hell about that part. But for somebody that's just taking everything in at home, are you excited for WrestleMania? Uh, I'm about 50-50. A um, couple things are um, my favorite pay-per-view is Royal Rumble. I love the Royal Rumble. That's my number one. Um, WrestleMania, you know, oh, the biggest, you know, on the grand stage or mall. So I kind of watch it, but I'm looking at the matches. I'm like, you know, some of them are, you know, like, you know, Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte, you know. Okay, yeah, I want to see that, but that's probably not going to be until later in the night. Um, you know, you know, Corbin versus Kurt Angle. Yeah, okay, whatever. Not really interested, but I kind of want to see it because it's Kurt's last match. But, like, I don't care about Brock Lesnar, but I'll, you know, it's one of those things I'll, I'll see it because, but it's not the reason why I want to, like, sit down and, like, watch it. Um, what was kind of funny, um, I actually listened to uh, our boys' uh, Irish Red podcast. Um, you know, they had a WrestleMania preview podcast dropped this morning, so I listened to that, although it wasn't too much about WrestleMania. Um, but Josh kind of, and I think maybe it's an age thing, because I know Josh and I are in the same age bracket, but it's like, it's six hours, you know, and it's just like, you know, they're the interest, you know, like I said, some of these matches are just like, yeah, they're okay. Um, kind of had that same feeling. It's like, if it was three hours, maybe even four, you know, I'm all for it. Do I want to see two battle royals with no, you know, um, prize at the end? Not really, but I know it's, hey, let's get everybody out there to, you know, make sure everybody gets on the card. Um, but then there's some matches it's like, yeah, okay. You know, like Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Good match, but, um, you know, again, not one I want to, like, race the city. Um, you know, we got Triple H versus Batista, which would be a great match if it was 10 years ago. Um, but this is another one where Triple H probably has to carry Batista. And even Triple H, I don't even think is 100% after whatever muscle he ripped in uh, Saudi Arabia. So it's like, okay, I get the, it looks good on paper, but we'll it's called it ego drink. muscle. He ripped his ego muscle. Pretty much. Pretty much. So it's just like, you know, give give me something like I said. If it's the women's, if you know the women's match, like this is the only thing I'm looking forward to. I'm like, wow, I got a whole four or five hours to find something to get get to be interested about. But I mean, I'll watch it. I'll sit at home and grab a pizza, grab some drinks, and call it a Sunday afternoon. Um, the Irish Whip Podcast, Josh and JP, y'all can follow them at uh at Irish Whip, three Irish boys. Um, I listened to theirs at work as well today, and Josh kind of has the same feeling I do. Like, that's that's just entirely too long to sit there. Now, I have a WrestleMania party every year. Uh, my boy right. Joey, who calls uh Tyler, Brent, you know, Bernard, there's, there's Nate, there's a bunch of us that come. My wife is here. Uh, sometimes a couple of other buddies will bring their wife. We'll all drink, and just it's more of a party. And WrestleMania right. is on in the background, and then I find myself waking up hungover the next day, having to watch WrestleMania mm-hmm. again. And so that makes it fun. But if I was just 
like in the stadium, which is why I'm not going to it. And I had to sit there for eight hours. That's a long fucking yeah. time. And that's a like, long time. Mike, there's no commentary. So right. You don't really know what's going on or how exciting the match is, especially if you're sitting all the way in the back. Right. Now, now, now don't get me wrong. We went to the one in Atlanta, and it was more fun in the stadium than when I watched it back. When I watched it back, that's a shitty WrestleMania. When I was there at the Georgia Dome, it was a lot of fun. Like the Rock interfering, Randy Orton beating CM Punk, which I love. Even Snooki doing like a cartwheel back handspring elbow to uh, Lay Cool. Like, all that shit was cool in person. And then I watched it back, you know, years later. And it's like, this WrestleMania was garbage. And mm-hmm. so the fact that you're there makes it somewhat better. But I just, it's it's, it's just a long time. Uh, last year, right. WrestleMania didn't end until, what, midnight 30? Like Something like that, yeah. Yeah, people got to go to work the next day. And then they so had to last with last I think with last year's WrestleMania, I think it was actually a decent card where I was interested in it. Yeah, it went a little longer than I would like it to, but I think it lost all momentum when it was Braun Strowman and Nicholas fighting the bar. It's like, what oh the hell just happened? Like a motherfucker. And then it just and it just kind of went downhill from there. I'm like, now I'm falling asleep. It's just like, okay, there's you know, there's no how do I want to put it. You know, when you watch WrestleMania, you want that same electricity as like Hogan versus Savage or Hogan versus The Rock or Stone Cold versus The Rock. And it's just like, oh, look, Brock Lesnar's here. Hey, he showed up today. You know, and there, there's no compelling reason to want, want to watch him. Um, you know, but there, there's no, you know, even though when it was like Cena versus some people, like say Cena versus Kurt Angle, not saying that was a WrestleMania moment, but it's just like that electricity just isn't there. Like it used to be, and I think that's what kind of like people just kind of become. No, this is on. Okay, great. You know, it misses something. And the the Nicholas and Braun thing was awful, and then the Cena Undertaker, like the match was what two minutes, but it was a. It took it took them longer to get to the ring than the whole match. And then what really pissed me off, and I'm not a fan of either of these people, Oscar and Charlotte had the best match of WrestleMania last year. And after the match ended, they automatically panned to Cena, getting word that the Undertaker was here. He jumped over the barricade and ran past Charlotte as she celebrated making Oscar tap, who was undefeated, and just like, May her and after, th- yeah, I find myself defending Charlotte a lot for somebody that I don't like. The fuck is that about? It's like, because she really is a good wrestler. No, she is, and I I have no problem admitting that. I just don't like her, but yeah, I don't think she's been treated well the past uh the past couple months for damn sure. And the end of that match, I thought that was disrespectful as hell to her and Oscar. Oscar's streak, her ending streak, and all you guys cared about was John Cena running backstage to get dressed to have the Undertaker whoop his ass in a minute and a half. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that didn't make sense to me. Um, 
Another match that I'm really looking forward to because I'm Team Batista is Batista and Triple H. A lot of people didn't like the the promo from Batista uh, this past Monday. How did you feel about it, Pete? I remember somebody put a um, a picture of it up up there. It's like, oh, he looks like he's selling cocaine, you know, because I guess he was in Miami or something. And I just made a joke. He looked like he's selling cocaine in his mom's garage, and he should be screaming, Ma, the meatloaf. Um, but uh, I like Batista. You know, I, I, you know, I think he, you know, he definitely brings something to it. But again, I think it's 10 years too late. Like I said, he last time he wrestled, couldn't tell you. So he's definitely not in ring shape. So he's not going to give you his best performance. Um, you know, like I said, Triple H off to carry him. Like I said, it's it's a good match. Like I said, it's something to look forward to. It'll probably it'll probably be a lot better than we think, or at least what I think. But um, I don't know. Like I said, you know, I, I got to meet Batista last year at C two E two. Coolest dude there. I was like, this this dude is amazing. And, you know, you you wish him nothing but luck. Um, you know, he's had a great career wrestling and movie wise. But like seeing him do everything he's doing, like spitting on the microphone and telling Triple H to give him what he wants sounds like a bad porn. And um, it's just like you guys could have done this so much better. Um, you know, and as much as a Ric Flair fan that I am, like him beating up Ric Flair and dragging him out, I was like, that. oh, my God. It's like, how could you do that to the nature boy? I'm like, that is such great storytelling right there. You know, and I, you know, it's one of those – you go with it, you know. You know, he, the Flair did it to so many people. Now, you know, they're doing it to him. But that was like, oh my God, they're gonna so build up this story for these two. And just kind of been like, yeah, all right. So you kind of you're losing some steam on it. But I think that'll be a lot better than we think, especially now that it's no holds barred. So they don't actually have to wrestle. They can actually just, you know, slug it out. Here's my thing. Batista was one of my favorites since he, him and Randy Orton were my two favorites in Evolution. I mean, you know me, I'm a Sting guy, so Ric Flair was yep. never my my shit. Uh, right. Never liked Triple H. Uh, and this is before he beat Sting at WrestleMania. I just, I always thought Triple H was so overrated, and just ever since he married Stephanie, he got everything handed to him, and I never liked that. And so mm-hmm. Batista and Orton were both dope to me. When Batista turned on Triple H because he saw Triple H turn on Orton after he won, that was great Mm -hmm. story. Uh, That was fantastic. Batista's heel run against John Cena before he quit the first time was some of the best heel work I had seen in so long. There was, I've said it before, there was a night where he was talking shit to the crowd and he was like, I'm not John Cena. I'm not hugging babies and kissing fat people. And for all you fat people that are mad that I said that, you probably had to buy two tickets to sit in here because you're so fat. So thank you very much. Like, he was, was such a dick. And I loved every second of it. And when he came back the last time in 2014, they wanted to bring him back as a face. But the whole Daniel Bryan thing was going on. And uh-huh. I think. His his heel turn, you know, to just embrace it was masterful uh, during that. So I really liked it. I liked his interview uh, Monday night. I thought what he – 
the only thing I didn't like about it is now I don't know who's the heel and who's the face. I mean, I don't like Triple H, but <clears throat> the way Batista laid everything out, like, how can you cheer, cheer for Triple H? Batista didn't lie. Triple H uses people. He used DX. He used Evolution. He mm-hmm. uses people to do what he wants. I mean, like Batista said, what is your malfunction? <laughs> like, how do you not cheer for Batista after that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like I said, you know, it's one of those, if you break it down, you really listen to it, you know, okay, yeah. You know, like I said, the buildup was fantastic. And I even love the fact that they started it, what was that, the whatever episode of SmackDown, the thousandth episode or whatever, doing the whole thing where, hey, you know what, he beat everybody but me. It's like, okay, I'm interested. But then Batista's gone for some time. You know, then he comes back at the first birthday party. I'm like, I'm kind of liking this. I like where this is going. I just wish it was a few years sooner. But, um, yeah, Batista's going to put on a great show. And I mean, he, he's good on the mic. Um, but I just think that whole selling to get that WrestleMania match was kind of terrible, other than Triple H and some, you know, the one-liners. Pete, we have a phone call. We do. Is it Marty? We do. No. Uh, Marty's handling some business right now. I think one of his freaks has called him. So, Excellent. Uh, Again? Yep. The freaks and the peaks. Big Papa Pump or Big Papa Beard, I guess we could call it. We got to come up with like Big a Papa Marty for Marty. Yeah, we got to come up with something that involves his beard. Well, isn't and, a like, bearded master his stage name? Yeah, but that's not slutty enough. That's true. We need something we'll that says out. like we need something that says like slut, like <laughs> whore, <laughs> man. <laughs> Speaking of man whores, <laughs> I was about to give you a compliment, but now if you want to start calling me names, that won't be nice. Fellas, <laughs> <laughs> how are you, Chris Rocker? How are you, my friend? How's it going? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic, Joe. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Peter Pollock, I bet you. Hey, promote. Hey, I bet you are doing good. I see. I see you all over Facebook, all lovey dovey. Yeah, oh, I see you that have, too. Oh, oh, you you have no idea how lovey dovey. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, well, we're getting personal now. God, gee, I'm. I'm uh, hey, listen, life is great. I got no complaints. Uh, let me tell you, uh, Mister. That Wallace, is great news. Yeah, congratulations on your promotion. I, I, I hear you're going up places as junior producer of Boots to the Faces. His, uh, Marty cannot uh, join the club, and right now he's going to blow a gasket on Twitter. He's just going to block me completely from calling Boots to Faces just because I said that. You know what, sir? When I'm on the show, you can call anytime. I will not block you. As the new associate I- producer, you are in. Right, I'll take right, you behind right on, right behind on. the curtain, Joe. I'll take you behind the curtain. Uh, you can have all the junior producers and associate producers you want, but I'm the motherfucker that pushes the button. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you, you got to keep you, 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 you got to keep me happy if you want to get on boot to the face. Well, well, sir, Mister Apollos keeps you happy because you keep bringing him back. <laughs> oh yeah, you know me. You know me. Yeah. I'm a, I, there's there's one thing I love and it's ginger. 
ginger oh. ale. Yeah, he he's a he's a very lovable ginger. So I feel I need a rocket rant because I mean you you've been you've been kind of slacking and you've been talking about you want you know you want you you, you want more volume up so you can get more downloads and you know I feel a rant to, you know we need a rant we need you to express yourself fully one hundred percent I mean. You know, I, I think I can call Vince McMahon and I can get him to piss you off enough to, like, I don't know, maybe he can replace Becky Lynch with Alexa Bliss in the main event. Look, what do you think? I can't. I can't. Sorry. I can't manufacture a rant. Like, it has to be it has to be legit. Like, I can't just make it. You, when I do that shit, I, that's really how I'm feeling at the time. I can't just make oh, it up man. and fake it. So... I'm so, not going to give so, you a half-assed rant. Hey, hey so, Joe, I, I got a perfect, I got a perfect idea for you. You need to go to New York, and you go with Chris. Go visit Sting, and then when you go meet Sting, say, "Hey, how does it feel that Triple H beat you at WrestleMania?" Whoa, whoa, whoa! And oh, then you'll get but, that rant. Whoa, whoa! Yeah, but let's, let's, we need something let's, new. Let's, let's we need something out, new. Man. That's it. We've been doing that for. We've been doing that since September. We need something new. If you want to push a button, man, that's how you do it. I oh I know, but we need something new. We need something with flavor. I don't know. Say I don't know. Maybe Charlotte Flair. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you other. said plastic, plastic face. Is that what you said? <laughs> I just I was watching her this uh, this past weekend. You know she you know doing the KO show. And I swear she aged like 15 years. I was like, what's wrong with her face? She okay, looks like one of those old school teachers. All right, and, and fellas, give me one second here. This is not uh, just against Charlotte either. This is against multiple women in, in wrestling. Um, stop with all the face surgery. Like, it doesn't look good. It, what's, yeah, what's, it, what's wrong with, with, with Charlotte's what, like 27? 26, something like that? Like, what's wrong she looks like she's being... 40 now. What's wrong with no, you being well, 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 you know, hey, uh, they, 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 want, they want that look. I don't know. Maybe they want that look. You know, they want that look, you know, goddamn look. You know, like, goddamn, look at those boobies. Oh, that out loud. Oh, darn. That was Vince McMahon's thoughts right there. You know, totally. It's like, you know, it's it's like it's like that's got to be. I, I don't know. Hey, I, I I I'm with you. I don't see anything wrong. But hey, when I look at her now, I'm just like, okay, I got to look away because uh, it's kind of hard not to. But I do see your point. You know. Well, I was talking you about know. her face, Joe. You're clearly talking about stuff below her. Yeah, face. I know. I know. I know. It's going somewhere else. You know, it's kind of like when a woman tells you, hey, hey. My eyes are up here. And I'm like, yeah, I know your eyes are up there, but I'm not looking at your eyes right now. Sorry. You know. Look at you. You you I tell you what, you get Joe, all lovey dovey all Joe, of a sudden Joe, for a week Joe, and you Joe, just turn to us. What? What? Am I coming in? No, fuzzy? I'm just chanting I'm just chanting your name. Yeah, I was making sure they could still hear me. Oh, my bad, my bad, you know. Hey, hey. I'm try I'm trying to go uh, at a pace where you can actually hear me. Because I know this wonderful truck will get a little noisy here, come come quite a bit. So, um, so uh, I, I like your new belt. Um, very nice. Um, any more you're going to add to the collection? It'll be a while. 
but uh, I'm the TV title is the one that I like. I talked about last week. I love the WCW US title is one, and uh, the Winged Eagle title is probably one that I like. So eventually, it'll it'll be a while. Like I. I I sold my other big gold and I I replaced it with this one and then I used you know some bonus money I got from work and bought the WWE logo title. So I'm liking the belt collecting, but it's nothing that I'm gonna go broke over. No, no, for for sure, for sure, because I mean you you're a very uh, you budget well because you know we we were trying to convince you to go to Vegas, but you. You stated it loud and clear. My, it's over my budget. You know, I can't get out of my budget. You know, and I totally get it. Hey, I'm right with, with there with you. I'm halfway paid off with my bills, and you know, life is good in the sense of that. And I'm gonna leave you with this, uh, Peter Paulus. Uh, I wish you would come to C2E2, the actual C2E2. My brother and I are gonna pull a nice little stunt. We're gonna cosplay as. The Blues Brothers. Oh, I mean, this, right. this one, this this wonderful brother of mine texts me over on Monday. Hey, um, how how do you feel about cosplaying as the Blues Brothers? I'm like, I'm down. So you know, I go spend over a good five hundred dollars in a nice suit, and he's gonna go to Goodwill. <laughs> Did you not go to Men's Warehouse? <laughs> oh, You're gonna like yeah, the way you yeah, look, yeah. I guarantee. Absolutely, I'm gonna look like a million bucks. <laughs> with, with, with your with your five hundred dollar outfit compared to Goodwill, you can wear it again. You can style it, especially now. You know, with all the dates you're going on, you'll definitely need a new suit. Oh, oh. without question, it, it, without question. So, so, but I will leave you, gentlemen, now. So, because I know this is gonna be the stretch where it's gonna get really noisy. So, and. Um, I will check out the rest of the show later on when it comes down download, and uh, I'll see you guys later. Have Have a good night, Joe. As always, brother, be careful. Later. Joe in Wisconsin, the whoremonger himself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pete, I guess Marty is coming back. Yeah, yeah, good for you. I know, right? That's what I said. You know what, from when I first met him to now, you know, he's doing great things. You know, he's uh, trying to get himself better. He's got great people in his life. So it's that's a good thing to see. And uh, I wish that dude nothing but the best. But you're not going to go see him as a blues brother at C2E2. Well, I'll, I'll see him later that night, so he'll probably still be dressed because we're going, we're going to the uh, Cornette podcast, so if I see him there. I'll get a picture for you. Uh, looking through my notes, that was all we had. Like I said, we were going to talk ROH, but Marty is indisposed with uh, his full-time job that pays all his bills, so we won't complain about that too much. Pete, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you Absolutely. always uh, jumping on and shooting the shit with us for an hour and a half. Has it been that long? Wow. Yeah, it's been, we're up to, we got 33 minutes left of blog talk time, and we only get two hours, so it's been an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the That's all right. show is enjoyable to listen to as it was to partake in. 
Um, I know you probably want to promote this with two weeks left, but uh, WrestleMania T-shirt week is coming. Oh my God! What a great, what a great point you just made because that was in my mental notes, and as people have heard on the Chris Rucker show, I'm getting old apparently, and uh, <laughs> we all just completely. Are. I just completely like forget shit that I'm that I think about all week long and I want to talk about it, I want to talk about it and if I don't write it down I forget it. But yes. Ladies and gentlemen, WrestleMania t-shirt week starts the Monday before WrestleMania. And it's very simple. This is what you do. If you got 3 wrestling t-shirts, then you wait until 3 days before WrestleMania and you start. If you got 7, then you start on Monday. You take a picture you post it to your social media platform and you hashtag WrestleMania T-shirt week. The boys at Boots of the Face will be doing it. I'm guessing Peteopolis will be involved in it. My wife. Yeah, I got, I got some new shirts. My wife will be involved in it. I actually uh, just ordered a couple new shirts. Hopefully, to, I got the uh, I got a new Becky Lynch shirt that I just got today. Uh. I'm going to have to have a Sting shirt because I'm going to meet him on Saturday before WrestleMania. So I got some I got some new gear coming down the pipe. And I would like you, if you're listening, to participate. WrestleMania t-shirt week. The Monday before WrestleMania, all the way up until WrestleMania. It always culminates at my house in the party. We take a picture of, you know, all the people that are here with our wrestling shirts on. You search the hashtag WrestleMania T-Shirt Week on, like, Instagram and Facebook. You'll probably find it. I think there's some on Twitter. Um, it's fun. It's something to do. Something to galvanize the wrestling community since we always fight over stupid shit like Becky versus Charlotte. And so it'll be fun. Pete, you, you partaking in it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I haven't had uh, any good wrestling shirts in like 20 years, but thanks to the reemergence of uh, enjoying wrestling and podcasts and uh, social media, it's kind of taken on a new life. And, you know, I found some, you know, I found a shirt at, uh, I found a Kevin Owens shirt at Walmart last year. I'm like, hey, for three bucks, I'll take it. Found an <laughs> Ultimate Warrior shirt not too long ago. Uh, that was five bucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll take Blade Runner Rock shirt. I'm good with that. But I got my Flair shirt. I got my Horseman shirt. I got a Rusev Day shirt. So I'm good to go. I'm gonna I'm you gonna take this year. You brought up a point last week, and I think it needs to be reiterated. I need a Four Horsemen shirt because at Starcast I became an official member of the Four Horsemen. I think I replaced Rick. You know what? I think you did. You're not going to tell Sting, though, are you? No, no, shit, no. Hell no. You crazy? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. It was his fault, though. If that son of a bitch would have showed up to StarCast, I wouldn't have joined the horseman. It was his fault. I've been looking for him for 25 years. Yeah. And apparently in Vegas, all the horsemen are going to be there. Tully, Arn, Flair, Barry Windham. It's like... What the fuck? You guys going to come to Chicago? But well, that's not, not all there. of them. Not all of them, because I won't be there. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. I'm guessing Hoop will be there. Hoop didn't call in tonight. Wow. Is that a little shade? Are we beefing with the Hooper? Is that what that is? 
Maybe he was the one calling Marty. Maybe they're uh, planning <gasps> something. Wow. Are they turning on me? Are they starting their own podcast? The Hoop and Beard podcast? Oh. oh. I think it's going to be. I think the. Uh, isn't the WWE draft coming up? Don't we have a podcast draft where people will start changing podcasts? Sweet. Shotgun Dez from Talkamania. Because J Bomb don't know what Wait. the fuck he's talking about over there. So. Well, I mean, I kind of worry about Dez. I mean, I mean, the dude eats cat food, so there's got to be something going on with him. <laughs> I said you not. I just. Open up my Twitter app and they just tweeted me. <laughs> so if you listen to this and you've never heard of Talkamania, go go download their show, uh, iTunes, Podbean, all that good shit. Talkamania, they're they're a good show. The Irish Whip is a good show. Uh, who am I leaving out that we fuck with? Are those the only two? I know, didn't uh, the guys from Doing the Favor call in a couple times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing the they they switched their uh, their platform up. I think they do like two or three a week now. Go fuck with they them. They do two a week, uh, but they they do uh, they do two small shows. They do one with like one half hour of wrestling and one half hour. They've been talking about um, wrestling figures, you know, you know, like stuff like that. So that that's been kind of cool, um, and it's kind of cool because. Uh, you know, Eric, who's like all into it, and Barry's like, yeah, I got two guys in my closet. I just go and buy them for you. Um, <laughs> but those guys have such a great dynamic. It's pretty good. That's good. But, so, yeah, follow uh, yeah. follow all those podcasts that we just mentioned. Uh, follow Peteopolis on Twitter, at Peteopolis. I'm on over good guy to follow he comes on and fill if you, if you're a podcast guy and you need somebody to fill in last minute if he's not busy he is a fantastic person to have on here and if you go to chicago and you take your wife and you're both drunk there's a good chance pete might be the designated driver for you that's probably it too or take <laughs> you to benny's so you can get drunk <laughs> i don't give a shit i had fun when we were in chicago it was fun. It was a good time. Like I said, it, it's uh, usually anytime you do anything, if it's with the right group of people and the right right event, you you can never have a bad time. I mean, Especially our, our big thing just is, walks up and hangs out with you. Right. Hurricane Helms walked by. Scott Hall kind of staggered by. Jay Z Flair kind of staggered by. <laughs> but uh, I would say I would you know just I mean we talked about this you know weeks ago but. When you go when you go to these events, whether it's a small wrestling event or WrestleMania or all in, you have the greatest time doing just sitting around and shooting the shit. You don't realize everybody has the same thing in common. They may not like the same wrestlers, but they like you know they like wrestling, and you know as long as they know what they're talking about, you can have a great debate with people. Well worth the money, even if you're just sitting around in the hallway at eleven o'clock at night. Drunk. Drunk. So again. And wasn't that uh, oh, and that when uh yeah, that's when our boy uh, Joel proclaimed his love for Roman Reigns. It was. Um Pete, I was about to end this podcast and then I look up 
on my trusty producer screen right here, and I see that we have a phone call. Oh. Oh, my goodness. It's from a different country. Hello, caller, are you there? Mr. Rucker. Yes. Doug Holiday calling in from Canada. Oh, my God. Wow. Doug, how's it going? Good, man. Doug's never called in before. Doug is an artist. If you have not seen his work, what's your Twitter, Doug? Uh, At Holiday Doug. If you haven't seen his work, go follow him. Good Lord. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So how's it going, man? You excited for uh, WrestleMania? Yeah, pumped. I kind of uh, agree with you uh, on the length of this, what it's looking like. Uh, We're going to be there that weekend, too, so... uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how eight or nine hours is going to be. <laughs> are now? Are you actually going to the event, or are you just going for the weekend? Yeah, so we we get in on Thursday. We uh, we bought the travel package when they came out. Oh wow! Uh, it, was wow. Like, it was cheaper for us up here, um, just for hotels and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I guess it was a little more convenient too, just. Opposed to having to go on about five or six different times to get uh, tickets for everything, and we did it the last time in Orlando, and the seats were amazing. So uh, yeah, so we should ever do it again. That's fantastic. So uh, where are your seats at? Just out of curiosity, I've I've seen the travel packages. I've never actually bought one of them, but how was so, it? So yeah. The last we're uh, we bought the uh, the gold. I gotta look. I got actually have the package right in front of me. Um, so we're on the hard cam in section eight for um, for the for NXT and Raw. I think we're eight rows back in the lower bowl. Uh huh. And then for Mania, we're in. 112F, which is down on the fields, just just past the floor. Which we we had that the last on the seats are fantastic. Now you're taking your wife with you, right? No. <laughs> oh, okay. No, it's the uh, it's me and uh, two of my really good buddies. Um, okay. Actually, when we went to Orlando, uh, that was mine. My Christmas presents are a surprise for my wife. And, uh, first thing I asked her, I said, uh, "So, are, you know, you're coming with? Like, what are we going to do?" She's like, "I'm not going." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we've got a boys' trip uh, planned out, and then uh, check out WrestleCon like yourself. Uh, I actually might have something that you you might like, and uh, I'll bring it down if we uh, we hook up. I'll I'll hand it over to you. Oh wow! Oh my God! If you said Sting, then I'm I'm like yeah. We'll we'll definitely hook up at WrestleCon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, you, you're like. I was gonna say that's uh that's cool to have a a guys trip that y'all do that's 
WrestleMania. That's a lot of wrestling, though, man. Like, are you not going to be burned out by the time Mania gets around? Uh, Monday morning, I'll probably be burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the last time when we were uh, when we were done, it was uh, when we left Mania. It was pretty. Uh, we woke up Monday morning. It was just like, okay, we're not doing anything. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, no, I mean it'll be good. It's uh, I think the last time for me too was uh, first time Mania, so uh, kind of a whirlwind taken in WrestleCon and everything else. So uh, so it was a little bit of a whirlwind. So this time I kind of know what to expect and uh, kind of take it easy for the week, right? Have you been to New York before? Never. No. Yeah, me either. So I I have no clue what to expect when we go. I just know that everybody's told me to take the subway everywhere. Don't take Uber. Yeah, so that well that was the one good thing with the the packages for uh anyone that's I guess has never gotten a package and that they're wondering about it is uh they usually throw in some perks. So like when we went to Orlando they threw in um full day pass for Universal. Oh, wow. Uh, Islands of Adventure. This time, you know, there's no amusement parks or anything, but we, uh, there was a full week uh, Metro card put in there. So, so your transportation essentially with, with the uh, with subways looked after for the week, too. So, that's cool as shit. Yeah, so, so it works out pretty good. And I think the hotel is in Times Square. So, uh, kind of works out. It's, uh, it's pretty convenient, like I said, to have it kind of all the one thing. Now I don't I don't know anything about New York Times Square. Is that anywhere near the World Trade Center? Uh, I think I, I'm in the same boat as you. I just know it's <laughs> yeah, bright it's, lights. It's, right, <laughs> it's it's like Manhattan, Brooklyn. Like some of them are on different islands. Some of them are like across the other side of the water. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're staying by the World Trade Center. That's where our hotel is because my wife wants to go see uh, Statue of Liberty. So we made sure we stayed somewhere close to it. And I think the Madison Square Garden is like a 23 minute subway ride to it. So we're not too okay. far away from everything. But uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I can't, I can't wait to uh, to hook up with you and We'll have to get some Canadian whiskey together. There you go. I'm drinking some whiskey now. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doug, man, we appreciate the call. Uh, we ain't got but a couple minutes left, so I'm going to have to wrap this one up before we get cut off by blog talk. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in, man. Don't don't be a stranger. Call in, you know, whenever you can. No, for sure, man. Love the show. Yeah. Uh, been meeting Colin for a while, but we've got two uh, two young kids, so I'm usually asleep, and it's almost midnight here uh, where I'm in Canada. So I hear that, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to say I've uh, I've been I'm currently checking out your Twitter page, and there's some good stuff on here, man. I, I like what you're doing. This Thanks, art is fantastic. Hey, and then a quick question for you because I actually went to art school, unfortunately, and although I didn't do anything with it. But I'm looking at this piece you got to uh, hoop with all the, the 80s guys and stuff like that. Is that all pencil? Yeah, yeah it's all uh, pencil and Prismacolor. Nice. Yeah. That's a really so smooth I'm doing another piece. one right now, actually, on New Generation. 
Oh, is that the one with uh looks like Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart in there? Yeah. That's amazing. That's some good stuff there, so in this I will that it's amazing. you know, I mean I mean I'm looking you know, you look at the I'm looking at what he took the picture of and it's like, Oh, that's kinda nice but then you see the actual like I there's a picture like you have with the coffee cup or whatever, like how big these pieces really are and that's that's a lot of work and that's some uh that's some good stuff right there. Thanks, man, appreciate it. So, so you know. I'll definitely want to see more, so I dropped you a follow. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate it. See, look at that. You got people that are good at drawing stuff like that, and the only thing I can do well is, like, drink whiskey. It's, it's, life ain't fair sometimes. <laughs> you got to apply yourself, yourself, Chris. <laughs> I do this when my voice takes me downstairs, which apparently is a lot, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm downstairs now recording a wrestling podcast, so I know how that goes. <laughs> for sure, man. But. All right, Doug, man, appreciate the call. We will uh, we will holler at you, and, yeah, like I said, if you can follow him on on Twitter, his artwork is fantastic. Thanks, guys. Appreciate us. Have a good one. All right. Peace. Good night, Doug. Bye. Well, Pete, we tried to wrap it up a second ago. We got a, a run-in from Canada, which was, you know, Kind of cool. That's cool what he talked about with the uh, the the WrestleMania. Well, the travel packages. Like I've thought about that. I was actually telling my wife about it that we should do it for WrestleMania next year uh, in Tampa. And I didn't know it came with stuff like that. Like the fact that they gave them a Metro card so they could get around is cool as shit. Or pass to a theme they, park. I think they do that. Um, don't they do that before general tickets go on sale to the public? Don't they do? Uh... You know, hey, we got these travel packages. I don't think it's for all the pay-per-views, but I'm assuming probably the big four. Yeah. Uh, I've seen packages you know, before, but I never looked into it. And they're not expensive. Uh, well, it depends on, you know, that's all relative, I guess. But, like, yeah. we were looking at them for uh, SummerSlam, and it was, like, you know, $1,400 a piece for – a ticket to every show that weekend, hotel for like four days. And when I say every show, I mean NXT, the pay-per-view, Monday Night Raw, okay. and SmackDown. And you get the hotel stay for the entire time. And then you get like, you know, a meet and greet with superstars and legends. And, you know, if you sit on the floor, you get the chair that comes with it. And like for me, I have to pay double for all that because my wife likes going to this shit too. But if you're just talking mm-hmm. like, you know, just you going by yourself or you going with friends, $1,400 right. to $2,000 for an entire weekend of everything, man, that's fantastic. Absolutely. But, of course, yeah, these things don't get cheaper as the years go on. No. But that's 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 a good deal. And, and we don't work for the WWE, but, you know, Doug just called in and told you all the shit that he got with it and – if you look up the prices for it, it's not that bad. Uh, Marty, you still there? Marty? Marty? This motherfucker just texts me and asks if we were Wait, still on. Wait, I'm right here. I told you. I've been sitting here for 45 minutes listening to you guys on mute the whole time. Just letting you guys oh, have you, your banter. 
You slap nut. Don't you tell me. Matter of fact, I'm going to bring back a Hall of Fame put down. You fruit booty. Wow. <laughs> That's courtesy of Stevie Ray, one half of the Hall of Fame tag team Harlem Heat, who will be going into the Hall of Fame, who will be a part of Chris Rooker's version of WrestleMania T-Shirt Week. Marty, we promoted WrestleMania T-Shirt Week. We talked to Doug Halliday from Canada. We talked about WrestleMania. We talked about a lot of shit since you've been gone. We didn't talk any ROH. We talked to Joe. Podcast left. Joe called You didn't talk about Ring of Honor. Oh, well, then I'm glad I was on, on hiatus for a minute then. Oh, somebody throwing shade at Joe. Oh, wow. I didn't say that. I guess I can expect Joe that. Joe is trying to live his best yeah. life right now. <laughs> Marty, we got 12 uh, minutes. You want to go over to Ring of Honor pay-per-view? Hell yeah, I'll go over to Ring of Honor pay-per-view because, holy hell, that was a fantastic card. I know you were talking about some issues the other day. Did you watch the card at all? I have not. Pete, did you watch any of it? I don't. I don't. I don't have it. Okay. Well, then you guys need to find a way to YouTube it, uh, because the 60-minute match between Jay Lethal and Matt Taven was freaking phenomenal. What a great match! Uh, it, oh, dude, it's fantastic. Uh, Marty Scurll beats Kenny King, Jeff Cobb. Actually, Jeff Cobb and Shane Taylor, that was a, a pretty solid match. Um, the only thing I would say, the, the downer match was actually the Women of Honor match, Mayu Obatani versus Kelly Klein, which kind of has been the way the women's division has gone for the last year since they brought the title. Um, but the way it ended, I can see Kelly Klein still being there and coming for that title pretty soon. Um, change things up with the Ring of Honor tag team. A month ago, we were looking at being excited for the uh, Gorillas of Destiny facing title for title versus the Briscoes at G1 Supercard. We're no longer getting that. We're getting the title versus title match from the Brisco or the Gorillas of Destiny versus Villain Enterprises PCO or PCO and Brody King. So Briscoes lost their titles this weekend, and we got a whole new match at G1 Supercard. Wait, and I'm actually wait, pretty excited wait, for wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. So the Briscoes aren't in the match anymore? They are not in the match anymore. Now that's bullshit. Why? <laughs> why? Because they lost a bout to the Villain Club. So what? That's why. They can't go for the IWGP so tag titles? No, they can't. Because the Villain Club are going to win the IWGP Tag Team Championships to go with the Ring of Honor Championship to match the Ring of Honor World Championship that Marty Scroll is going to win in that triple threat ladder match. About- PCO and that oh. other guy? Oh, I'm not saying they do either, but now we know that the Gorillas of Destiny, bad good guy or good bad guy Tomatonga is going to be holding that Ring of Honor and the IWGP title. That's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I was looking forward to Gorillas of Destiny and the Briscoes locking up. Well, do you know what? Do you, have you seen the card for G1 Supercard yet? I know this is going off key, but if you haven't watched Ring of Honor 17th anniversary, you absolutely need to watch it. Uh, I mean, it's it's only a six card match, or six match card, but every match, with the exception of the women's championship match, was a great match. The 60 minute Jay Lethal Matt Taven match is a match of the year contender, without a doubt. Um, so I would definitely, if you can't watch the entire card, at least try watching that match. Uh, but if you look at the G1 Supercard, 
I mean, we got Jay White versus the New Japan Cup winner, which I'll get into that quickly in a moment. G.O.D. versus Villa Enterprise. Uh, tai Chi Shimori versus Dragon Lee and Bandito for the junior heavyweight title. There's an honor, um, honor Rumble, which I hope has both Ring of Honor and New Japan guys in there. Triple threat match for the, for the Ring of Honor Championship. Will Ospreay versus Jeff Cobb in a uh, title versus title match, which is going to be freaking crazy to see Jeff Cobb go on against Will Ospreay. And I think <laughs> Will Ospreay is going to win Ospreay. both those bouts. No, he's not. Jeff Cobb is going to kill be... Will Ospreay. We got another bullshit street fight match with Bully Ray and whoever he's going to fight with. Now that he's been cleared, we can end up seeing a rematch with uh, Flip Gordon possibly. And then Rush versus Dalton Castle, which I don't really see anything about that one. Um, but to hit the G1 Supercard real quick, um, oh, dang it, I had that pulled up to my mistake. I'm not, I'm not happy about uh, the Briscoes getting the tag teams. Right. I was really looking forward to the Briscoes and Gorillas of Destiny. Like that was until the Triple Threat ladder match was announced. That was why I was going to MSG because I was thinking about selling my tickets for a while and just being like, you know, whatever. We can go do whatever on Saturday. And then I heard about that match and that pulled me in. And now they're just gonna pull the Briscoes out. Like, what the fuck? Well, you never know. We can end up getting a Triple Threat match or something. Who knows? I don't know. But the New Japan Cup for to go up. Um, is going it's going to be freaking crazy too because right now with only a couple matches left, we have Ishii versus Okada in the semifinal. Um, we have we have a couple matches to get into the semifinals with Tanahashi and Zack Saber Jr. Colt Cabana versus Sonata. I think this is going to lead to a Tanahashi oh, and man. Okada. Colt Cabana. Is the, he's in the third round right now against Sonata. Oh, no, uh, <laughs> I think oh, I think we're gonna Sonata winning that match. Uh, I they, Zach Saber Jr. beginning to push everywhere he's been lately. Ring of Honor New Japan, but I think Tanahashi gets the win over that one. And I think we're gonna end up seeing Okada versus Tanahashi in the final. And then the winner of that's gonna go on to fight Switchblade um, at, at SuperCard. And I think whichever one we get, Okada or me match with Tanahashi. Uh, that's going to be a great match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship also. And I that's would my take see, on that. I would love to see Jay White and Okada in person. I think so. That'd be awesome. Uh, right? That'd be freaking fantastic. I'd love to see that. I just don't see them but the leaving side of me, off the off the card, though. Exactly. Exactly. And the fact that he has a head of rematch and he has got to earn the way I like the way Ring of Honor and IW and New Japan do things. You got to earn your title matches and you got to earn your rematches. Um, he had that belt for like 30 days and then take it off him to give it lead to uh, Jay White. Selfish so, so obviously, so Tanahashi is on my fantasy uh, team. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was say, you know, Tanahashi on my fantasy team. So to get him the title match and another championship win would do me good with points. So that's my pick to go all the way, obviously. Um, but go on. What were you going to say? What were the What are the odds of Tanahashi versus Okada in the finals, and them coming to a draw and it being a triple threat match? That and you end the card as super card with the three of them. My mother, there's your money right so, there. So the three of them in a triple threat match for the IWGP title, and then Jay White, not Jay White, I'm sorry, Jay Lethal, uh, Matt Taven, and Marty Scurll in a triple threat ladder match for the ROH title. 
Hot damn. Take my money. I might even have to miss WrestleMania for that shit. Might can be too damn excited about that high. A, can I just get hired as Booker? That's all I want to do. That's like my life dream. Well, it's and you know, you know that that final with Okada and Tanahashi to go to the final, you know it's going to be a sixty-minute time limit. So, and they hold true to that six that time limit, so it could easily go that sixty minutes between the two of them, and that would be fantastic. I'm calling hey, speaking it of time limits, How much time you guys got left? Four minutes and twenty-eight seconds. Are you hey, bored, Pete? Pete? Yes, Thank sir. you for filling in. Thank you for filling in again. I uh, appreciate it. Absolutely. I I can't I wait to go back to, out to what far. I missed. We had a good time. Marty, you got to go back and listen. Doug Halliday from Canada called in uh-huh. and told us about uh, he's got the WrestleMania travel package. And he told us about that. And I don't know if you follow Doug or not. Doug's a, Doug's a cool guy. He supports the show like think I crazy. Do. And uh, he sent Hoop a drawing of uh, 80s wrestlers or 80s, early 90s wrestlers. He's an artist up in, you know, he does that in his free time. Fucking good, mm-hmm. man. And so uh, when you get a chance, go back and listen to Doug Doug calling in. And uh, we got three minutes left, Marty. We talked about WrestleMania T-shirt week. We uh, We talked about WrestleMania. Anything you want to throw out there before we sign off? Uh, did you talk about the Fuego Box Taco Challenge? I did not. You want to go ahead and throw that out there in the next minute or so? I mean, yeah. I mean, all of us are getting together to do this Taco Challenge. on the. sounds like we're going to do it on the 31st. Um, looks like we might be from – I haven't got the full details, but listening to the Irish Whipcast, um, they uh, looks out the 31st, that Sunday, last Sunday of the month, which is when it's got to be done. Um, all of us going to be Facebook live in us doing this hot uh, chocolate challenge, uh, which is going to be ridiculous. I don't eat chocolate. I don't eat candy. And yet here I am buying a chocolate for, I believe it's the goes towards uh, prostate cancer research. Um, yep, so it's a good yep. cause. Everyone's having fun with it. Um, I figured, you know what? I haven't had it in a while, so might as well do it one time, especially when I guarantee I'm not going to eat the whole damn square anyways. Um, but mine was just delivered today. I know that. They're doing it. I don't know if Takamania is doing it or not. They might be. Um, then uh, I think uh, a couple other people are locked in right now. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. Uh, if anyone wants to join in, hit us up on Twitter. Tell us what you want. You know, you're going to be part of it. We can set something up and uh, we'll get with um, the Yeti and JP and see what's going on. Uh, but no, I think you guys should join in too. Pete, I know Chris, you said you're not going to, but you should. Um, there's some terms that have been thrown out there about you lately. So you might want to. Yeah, I was that. called a pussy, but I don't I don't give a shit. You are what you eat, so who gives a who gives a fuck? <laughs> uh, and that's what I'll finish off with that. <laughs> Breaking news, Jimmy Uso arrest body cam footage is released. No quote unquote squaring up with the cops to be seen. So apparently just reading uh reading through this real quick, somebody tweeted So his crime was drinking and getting a sober ride home. Cops lying, you don't say. Uh, so apparently this is not incriminating at all for Jimmy Uso, which was probably why they won the tag titles. But we got 45 seconds. I'm Chris Rucker. You can find me at Rucker2020 on Twitter, uh, at Chris Rucker Show on Facebook and Instagram. You can find Pete Opolis, my ginger snap, 
that fills in whenever we're needed. The junior producer, as Joe calls him, at Petopolis on Twitter. Pete, thank you, buddy. Have a great night, guys. And you can find you, Marty at a bearded master on Twitter. You can find the show at a boot at a at boot to the face on Twitter. ProWrestlingTees.com slash boot to the face. I've been Chris Rucker for Petopolis for Marty Vasquez. This has been Boot to the Face, episode twenty seven, saying peace. Later.